Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, where you'll find tips and insights from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. So guys, what did you think of my new intro? I've been working out a little bit. I wanted to really encapsulate what this podcast is about as a whole. And what that is, is stuff that I've already tried. I always try these things out for a long period of time before I talk about them on my blog or on my podcast. That's just how I do it. I want to have experienced the things that I'm going to talk about. And today, I'm going to be doing part two of the Joe the Iron Man series, and that's going to be about the training program that I chose and all of the gear and how to pick it and how I picked it and how I got into that specific type of stuff. But before I do that, I want to make sure that if you like this podcast, you head over to allaroundjoe.com slash iTunes, give me a review that totally helps me to get people noticing the podcast and help me bring awareness to what I'm trying to do here, which is improving the health of people and also getting people to go out and do cool stuff like this Ironman event. Just get out and do it if you want to do it. It helps make you healthier, feel better, all of that good stuff. So, Jumping right into it, the training program that I decided, having led into this race and having, if you hadn't listened to the last podcast, which you can over at allaroundjoe.com slash 68, I was doing a traditional kind of training program for ultra endurance running, right? And that led me into doing the first triathlon that I'd ever done, which I talked about in the last podcast where I trained for swimming and biking well, swimming and during a road trip across the country and then biked for pretty much the first time in with clip-ons and aero bars at the Olympic distance triathlon that I did. So if you want to hear that, like I said, head over to allinjury.com slash 68. It's pretty interesting experience having never done that before, but being in great cardiovascular shape and just diving into the swim and the bike. Um, but it's good for you if you're thinking about getting into it or if you've never done a triathlon before, there's some experiences in there that I think can be helpful for you as an athlete. Having trained like that for the endurance running that I was doing for the 50 mile ultras that I was doing, but having recently found CrossFit at the time, I was really interested in what they call the CrossFit Endurance Program, something that Brian McKenzie created. And it used to be at CrossFitEndurance.com, but they've some, for some reason the site isn't up anymore. But I'm going to put this link to the CrossFit Endurance training program in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 69. So if you want to go to the previous post, go to allaroundjoe.com slash 68. But this one will be at allaroundjoe.com 69 where you can find CrossFit Endurance training program as well as links to all the gear that I used for the actual event. But at the time, I was looking for something different, and I was really interested in CrossFit. So I dug into the CrossFit Endurance Training Program, and although I felt like it was a little bit unorganized at the time, I really wanted to just give it a shot. So getting into swim, bike, and run, you had it. I had it set up so that I was doing two swims, two bikes, and two runs a week, and then one of those days, it was like usually a Sunday would be nice and long. At the time, I lived right near the Burke Gilman Trail, so my day really consisted of getting up, either having coffee or making some breakfast before, depending on how early I had to get out onto the road or the pool or the lake, and I would do my interval training out on the Burke Gilman, and it was usually really hard, intense, not-too-long style of training, with the exception of that one day a week, which is usually Sunday, would be long, a longer distance piece. 
So I would do my running and my biking on the Burke Gilman, and I would do my swimming. I would get up and I would either go to the 24-hour pool out in Northgate, if you're familiar with the Seattle area, or I'd go swimming Green Lake, usually with a wetsuit on, which I highly recommend doing that if you guys are going to be doing an Ironman or triathlons because you usually aren't going to be in a pool. And what I would do is I'd get up, I'd actually go and do my training early, pretty early in the morning. It was still after the light, after it got light out, but I would go and go to Green Lake. And if the locker rooms were open on the west side of the lake there, then I would use the locker rooms, obviously. But if they weren't, then I'd just bring a towel and you have to kind of like shimmy off your shorts, shimmy on your wetsuit, and then duck into this, well, tiptoe around the duck poop that was on the grass and then hop into the water. And I would swim between the two docks there. And I forget exactly what the distance was I had at time. I think that I might have just guesstimated what the amount of distance was and just used it for my swimming. I figured that I just needed to get better at swimming at the time. But it was a lot of interval training in the cold water there. And it's funny because right now I'm doing a lot of cold therapy. And I didn't realize how good the cold was for me there. But I remember feeling really cold during and then getting out and feeling just like on fire. Not necessarily heat of my body, but like uh, the whole my whole self was just lit up. Like it felt great when I was done there. Like better than you I've ever felt out of out of any other workout. Getting done with those cold water swims was the best. And then I would head off to work. I would be working on either fitness or real estate business. And then in the afternoon, I would go into the CrossFit gym and I would train CrossFit with the guys at Stoneway CrossFit. And we would just lift heavy. And that was something that I really wanted to do the CrossFit Endurance Training Program for at the time was because I didn't want to give up my CrossFit or my heavy lifting. I, I wanted to do things differently. I didn't care if I was the bigger guy. I didn't care if I didn't run the the Ironman quite as fast, but I was healthier because I didn't drop all the muscle that a lot of people do. And that was what the training program looked like. And I ate a bunch and I ate a lot of oatmeal at the time, as well as a lot of sweet potatoes. I would pack things with me. The oatmeal is nice and easy because you could take oatmeal, you put it in a Tupperware and you can put some protein powder with it, some nuts, some blueberries or something like that. My favorite was vanilla protein powder with some blueberries. And I would just take it with me, a couple of servings actually. And then I would have a huge dinner when I got home at night because you have to have tons of calories if you're going to make this work. And I highly recommend though that you do not go the route of some people, which is just eating anything that you see. Really plan out, you know, make sure that you're getting enough carbohydrates, fats, and proteins while you're doing this because it will make you feel so much better. Uh, You don't necessarily want to be the person that's out doing the Ironman that looks like they should have lost 20 extra pounds just because they went on the see it and eat it, eat it diet. You know, they're eating candy and burgers and all this crap. You can have that, but I used to stick to it on a cheat day. And so actually brings me back to a funny story. And on cheat days, when I would have my super long Sunday run, bike or swim, I would usually, after I finished that, I would call up pizza place. At the time, it was usually Pagliacci's pizza. And I'd order a large half Hawaiian, half South Philly. And then I would go get a bag of some sort of like Doritos chips. And then I would go get usually like three to six donuts. And I remember sitting there in front of the TV and I'd put on a movie or something like that. And my goal was to eat as much of it as I possibly could. And let me tell you, during that training program, 
I couldn't gain weight for the life of me. So although I recommend making sure that your calories are high, plan out all of your week so that you know that you're getting quality proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. And then if you want to go ahead and splurge for a day, go for it for one day. But don't make it the routine. Get yourself into good shape. So that was what my, my endurance training program looked like. Like I said, you can go and get the information on it, the links to actually doing the endurance training program on my on the show notes, allorandjoe.com slash 69. The gear, though, the interesting thing about this is there's so much gear that you need for this process. I was lucky that I got my brother to, or my brother was nice enough to let me borrow a lot of the stuff that, that he had used and give me experience and knowledge that he had gone through, although he didn't do the CrossFit Endurance Training Program at all, so our training programs were completely different. But the stuff that I found as far as the gear goes, I'm going to start with running. So for running, I really, really liked to have shoes, especially for road running, that were incredibly comfortable. And what I mean by comfortable is like not a lot of drop in the heel. I wanted it to be like cush, cushy for me, but not a lot of support because I think that supportive shoes are exactly the wrong thing that people need. You need to build up the strength in your feet and use your actual muscles in order for running. If your shoe is supportive, that's usually going to cause problems for you. I've never seen somebody that has had like orthotics or anything like that actually work for them. So when I was out picking this gear, I was looking for shoes that were actually going to be good for me. And you know what I found that I really, really liked? And I still actually just bought another pair of them today for running is the Nike free running shoes. I didn't even have to tie them. I'd slip those guys on and I would just go out. And I used those Nike free running shoes, actually the same ones, for both Ironman events. Exact same shoes, right? Just slip them on, good to go, super comfortable. And the reason that I actually ended up throwing them away after the second Ironman is because it was pouring so hard, rain in Cozumel, that I was running through these huge puddles and the inserts in the shoes that the ones that actually came in there started ungluing from the sole of the shoe. And I had to pull, take my shoes off and throw the inserts away in the garbage can because they were bunching up so much. So then I ended up throwing away the shoes afterwards. Probably could have just got some more inserts, but whatever. So I went with the Nike running shoes mostly because, or the Nike free running shoes because they were super comfortable, not incredibly supportive, which like I said, I don't want. And they're, it's like, Less support, but a lot of cushion. So when I was doing trail running, it was a little bit different story. I like to have a little bit more support so that I, well, not support, but a little bit more um, stiffness so I didn't have the rocks that I would feel and a little bit more traction. But with the the on-road shoes, on-road training shoes, it was a Nike Freeze for me. So I highly recommend checking those out, but not everything's going to fit your foot. So you might have to go with some shoe that fits your foot better. And that's what I recommend is trying out a bunch of different shoes. You can go to a shoe store in your local city and try a bunch of them on. Make sure you go to a place that lets you get out and run in them a little bit so you can feel what they feel like. With the Nike Freeze, I put them on and they feel great right away. It's not like a breaking in phase or anything like that. I know right away that those are the shoes that I want to run in. As far as other running gears, I highly, highly recommend and like Lululemon stuff for training. It's just great. It holds up. It feels really, really comfortable. Looks good. All that fun stuff. Um, for the longer runs, longer races, make sure that you have some chafe cream 
just in case if your legs rub together, if your uh, arms rub on your sides, you know, armpit area, that can actually get really, really uncomfortable. So make sure that you have some chafe cream. You don't want to be the person that's out there bleeding, although I have been that person before. And then for gear that's going to be more triathlon suited or tighter type of stuff that you might want to wear as you get closer and closer to the event. Uh, I really like the two times you stuff and it's two times you.com. That was what I would use for like the lightweight running um, spandex type of things as well as like the, the tank top tops or uh, shirts or whatever you like to wear. Or another brand that's great for running clothes is the Pearl Izumi, and that's P-E-A-R-L-I-Z-U-M-I.com. And like I said, I'll put all this stuff in the show notes, but I liked both of those brands. I had some running gear that was, like I said, tight uh, shorts, spandexy type shorts, some shirts that were like that. Mostly use those as I was running or getting closer to the event, but you could use it... A, as well as for the days when you're going to do like a, a, a brick or something where you do like a, a swim and a run or a swim and a bike or a bike and a run type of a thing. It's great to have that gear on because you don't want to have to necessarily change those in between the events. For the bike, and the bike is actually one of the more complicated pieces here because you need a bike and bikes are expensive. What I ended up going with is buying a hand-me-down Quintana Roo bike, which was great because I just had, it was available to me. I got it for a cheap price. It was really easy. It fit me. The only downside that I had to it is it was a little bit uh, not stiff enough for me. So when I was out there, and I'm a pretty strong guy, I would feel the frame just flexing, flexing as I dug into it. But it was a good bike. I like Quintana Roo. I'll put links to that in the show notes. And that was where the bike was that I started. But you have to go and you got to get bike shoes and you got to get pedals and you can get all these components and everything. And it's the same kind of thing that I recommended with the shoes. Go to the local bike shop and ride a whole bunch of bikes. Try a bunch of different things out. With the shoes, I ended up going with Pearl Azumi shoes. But like I said, I tried a whole bunch of them. I matched it to the price point that I wanted to spend. I made sure that they were comfortable and then I bought them. So make sure that you try them out. Testing out all of these things is is great. And if you go to a good bike shop, then they will be totally into helping you out, totally into making sure that these things are fitting you correctly. And you should walk away feeling like you had a good relationship with it. If you didn't, go to a different shop. There are more shops. If someone's a, people are going to be jerks, then just go someplace else. But you're going to have all of these things for those for biking and including the bike. But the components and all of the things will, will feel differently. It'll be different price points. You'll want to just try those out. you want to see what you think of them for you personally and your price point. I like to make sure that I had some biking shorts, right? Like I said, I had some of the 2 times you and Pearl Zumi type stuff. I had some waterproof pants because here in the Northwest it rains, but you can't stop. So when I was biking, I would make sure I had some some tight-ish waterproof pants. I made sure that I had the little booties that went over my shoes because also if it's cold weather where you're at, the wind or the breeze that comes through while you're riding, your feet will just totally freeze you out if you don't have the little neoprene booty things on. So I highly recommend getting some of those 
for cold weather, as well as like a waterproof top, which would also make sense. You could probably use a regular shell that you had, but I find that those don't always breathe the greatest. So getting a specific one for running or for riding would be ideal. And then you have to figure out where you're going to bike. Like I said, I lived right by the Burke Gilman Trail, which is a fantastic place for triathlon training because you can run and bike right there. You can even go swim in Lake Washington because it goes right by Lake Washington if you wanted to. But if you can get to a place really quickly, that's going to make your training so much easier. So I could literally walk out my door and within like 100 yards be on the Burke Gilman Trail, which was incredibly convenient. So you have to think about things like that. If you're going to be doing uh, long-distance triathlons like Ironmans, you need to be able to ride a lot. And if you have to drive a long way to get to places that you can ride, you you might want to rethink this because you need to be able to be on that bike a long time to get used to it, to get used to being in the saddle for a long time, get used to just how your quads and your body feels. Man, my back hurt for weeks before I was able to get a good ride in where I just felt normal and I was able to produce power on the bike. It's just not a very comfortable position, especially in those aero bars. So that's what I recommend, going and checking out, making sure you get all of the bike stuff. It's just like those shoes, go try it out, figure out what you like, go with cold weather gear if you're in a cold weather area, and I'll put links to everything I've got in the show notes here. But the swimming, swimming is a little bit easier. You pretty much just need to make sure that you check out the race that you're going to do and see if they allow you to have wetsuits or not. Because if they do, you want to wear a wetsuit. I used Blue 70 wetsuits. I really like them. Highly recommend them. Um, I ended up going with a sleeveless wetsuit, which ah, I don't think, I think it's going to be personal preference. If I were to redo it, I might get another wetsuit that had sleeves on it just because it feels tighter and tighter tends to feel better on your body when you're out there swimming so check them out it's a little bit harder though because you can't you usually can't go and try them out the same way as you can with like your bike or your running shoes but I liked Blue 70 a lot they're a great company I even got to interact with them a little bit and highly recommend them as a company I also used for my warm weather gear so when I went to Cozumel, we couldn't use wetsuits. So we used things called speed suits. And I use an Xterra speed suit. And that's at xterrawetsuits.com. They were great as well. You get them nice and tight. Uh, it was Actually, I remember being in the water there swimming. And with that suit on in the warm water, man, I even though it was a speed suit, it was not a wetsuit. I felt hot in the water, which is a weird experience to, to feel. But for your swimming, you need a wetsuit or a speed suit. Highly recommend having that on and training it as often as you can out in the open water because it is a totally different experience for when you're doing that. And you're going to need some goggles. I went with Blue 70 goggles as well, but you could really just go with what fits your face. And I highly recommend trying a few of them on seeing what fits your face a lot of times you can go to these triathlon or swim shops and they will have uh, returned goggles that will sell for a really cheap price and every time that I went and saw return goggles that I liked I would just buy them they'd be like five bucks a piece for goggles that were usually quite a bit more expensive but once you find the type of goggle that you like that fits your face stick with it and I just found that I liked some of these blue 70 goggles and those are the ones that fit my face really well and didn't leak so I went with those then you're going to want a swim cap because you're going to need to wear that in the race so you may as well 
you want to train like you're going to actually perform during your game day. So having that swim cap on is going to be definitely something that you want to do. I just get some crappy swim cap. It doesn't really matter if you're, you know, in a cold, cold setting. You could probably try and get a swim cap that felt a little bit more insulated, but I don't know. I don't think it really matters all that much. So to recap, you're looking at getting a bunch of gear, right? This is not actually a cheap event. Iron Man is going to cost you hundreds of dollars to do the actual event, and then they're going to have you require you to have a whole bunch of gear. So you're going to need, like we said, running shoes, running clothes, bike, which is probably the most expensive thing on here by far. You're going to need the biking clothes, cold weather, warm weather, depending on the situation where you're at, um, including shoes, uh, components, make sure that you get all those picked out. Your first year swimming, you're going to need a wetsuit or a speed suit. You're going to need goggles, right? And then something that I didn't talk about yet is the um, tracking. So it was super, super helpful to have like a Garmin watch, all right? Because you could set up training programs. You could even set it up so that you were doing particular pace tempo things, which if you're going to do CrossFit endurance, I highly recommend checking that out. You can usually get those for about like $150 and up. Um, I know REI sells a lot of them, uh, but you could get it online at just going to Garmin. I do think it's a very, very cool thing to have if you can afford it, and it makes your training that much easier to follow the program. You can track exactly the amount of training that you've done. You can share it with people. It's just cool to look back on as well. And I also think it's cool if you get the heart rate monitors so you can see where your heart rate at, your training zones. And if I were going to redo it, I would make sure I was testing my HRV so I could see how that was being affected by all this training as well. Because I think that training more is not necessarily, not ever actually better. And training smarter is always better. So if you were able to track your HRV, you could essentially push some training days out. Like let's say, for example, that I was overtrained on like a... Well, let's say I trained Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I was supposed to train Thursday and Friday, but I was, or Thursday, Friday, Sunday, or something like that, and I was overtrained on Thursday. I could take Thursday off, but then push the Thursday workout to Friday and just go on a rotation like that. So that you, if you needed to push a workout out, you didn't skip the workout, you just pushed it out a little bit, right? And I would highly recommend doing that so that you would keep your body in tip top shape and feel the best that you possibly could be on the day that you go to the Ironman. All right, guys. So that was the training program and gear needed for the Ironman. And the next podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Canada Ironman or Ironman Canada event how that went, the experience of actually doing it, how exhilarating it was. So stay tuned for next week's episode on Joe the Iron Man. But make sure if you like this episode, if you had interested, if you were interested and if you liked it, uh, head over to allandrew.com slash iTunes and give me a review. That totally helps me, like I mentioned at the start of the podcast. Also, if you want to follow me on social media channels, most of them are at All Around Joe, especially things like Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my Twitter is actually at Joe underscore Bauer. If you want to check that out, come follow me, interact with me. And if you have questions, I do appreciate it if you put them down in the show notes below. Or if you're not on your computer, you can email me at joe at allaroundjoe.com. All right, the All Around Joe podcast, where you'll find tips and insights from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. I will see you on the next podcast.